Hello, and welcome back to our Let's Play It By Ear podcast. I am Carrie, here with my co-host, Joanna. Joanna, say hi. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Opus 3 of this podcast. Um, it will be released during the summer season, and we have a very apt title, I guess, for this season. It's called Full of Hot Air. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to be exploring some very fun and maybe slightly off the beaten path topics in this in this uh, opus. <laughs> so to start us off, we're going to um, describe a little bit of our composing experience because our first episode is going to be, can we compose? Can we? Do you think we can? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know we both have some stories about um, what we've tried in terms of co composing. Mm -hmm. Joanna, do you want to start? Okay, so I naturally don't have a creative edge when it comes to composing. Like, mm -hmm. if someone were to tell me to compose something, I can't actually hear anything in my, like, mind's ear. Like, mm -hmm. there's nothing there. So... I, for a long time, thought I was defective. Um, however, I have since learned that I am very much not in like, like an audio or aural processor of music, which is really ironic um, if you think about it. But like, why would I be in music if, if I don't process things aurally, right? But, um, but I don't. Um, I actually process music more so visually and through tactile means. So, um, mm. like, I can feel the vibrations through the flute in my oh, hand. Okay. And depending on how live the instrument feels, like, I know if I'm getting a good tone or something like that. So, um, you know, I realized that I don't, um, like... It makes sense that I can't really hear anything in my mind's ear because I can't process music very well through my ears. It's almost mm -hmm. like I would compare it to like audio music dys dys uh, dyslexia. Um, so during those ear training courses, when they do dictation for you, those are my, yeah, oh my gosh, they're so hard. They would it would like jumble up in my ear. Like I would hear it and it's like the notes would just kind of switch places and the interval sizes would change. because, oh. And then I wouldn't remember what it was. And then I would also jumble up the rhythm. So like, it, it's like, it, at least from my uh, understanding of how dyslexia works, it very much is like that, but hearing wise mm. okay so yeah but if i were to process rhythms through feeling it so i do a lot of like if i'm trying to figure out a rhythm mm -hmm. i'll kind of slap the beat against myself so i can mm. literally have physical mm -hmm. feedback that i'm yeah. you know of what the beat is and then i will like say the rhythm out loud and what that does oh. is that it causes me to like actually feel the vocal cord vibration the vocal cord yeah Exactly. Oh. And that's how I essentially can get the rhythm to stick in my head is 
from doing that type of thing. But like, uh, and if I look at it mathematically, I know exactly what's going on immediately too. There's no mm-hmm. processing there. But if if I'm left to only hearing, I don't hear anything. And if I do hear something, it's messed up. Okay. That, 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 oh. <laughs> yeah. So that's why I never have been very comfortable with composing at all because mm-hmm. I can't hear anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's really weird. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Do you oh. hear melodies um, in your head? I am definitely not a composer. I cannot compose. But I know from childhood, and my parents have told me this, or they've kind of called me out on it at the dinner table, um, because our dad would play music while we're eating dinner, Mm -hmm. and I would just naturally harmonize with it. Like, sing sing it out loud. I don't need to know the song or the piece. I can harmonize it upon hearing, like, just a a couple bars, and then I'll harmonize with it. I don't have perfect pitch. Oh, but that is... that. That is like a superpower to me because like I can't hear it. <laughs> I can hear, I can hear things like I can hear yeah. multiple layers in, in my mind, I think. Right. But right. I feel that causes me another problem because when I hear dictation, I want to harmonize it. Oh, so you I don't, don't end up hearing the melody. I end up hearing what I want to play with it. <laughs> Wow, that is a whole nother problem. So I go kind of anywhere about <laughs> what I'm supposed to hear, I guess. I mean, I guess you get the right chords then. So like... Uh, I hope so. <laughs> I don't remember now. But yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. Ear training was so bad because of that. Like, um... Oh, it was so bad. So like, I knew all the like, technical aspects of composing because mm-hmm. um dr bob who taught uh two of our theory courses um he taught one of the later theory courses the overreaching project was the string quartet mm-hmm. remember yeah. so we had to write the string quartet and mine turned out like technically in the end because this was the type of project that you could keep taking back to Dr. Bob during Mm -hmm. office hours and he would go over it with you and help you fix mistakes and stuff like that so that at the very end when you turn in the whole project as a whole even if you didn't get very high marks per section once corrected all together you can get a pretty high mark on that last project Mm -hmm. I, I got somewhere in the 90s I don't remember exactly how high marks it was it was pretty high marks though like pretty much almost technically perfect and yet if you listen to it it's it's so bad like (laughs) uh, I I kind of hid it and didn't think about it because I was so embarrassed about it for the longest time and then suddenly I had this idea of like what if I just like re you know made a video of me reacting to my own string quartet Mm -hmm. um on my channel so I did and it was very funny it's very it's funny because it's so bad Mm -hmm. like no one would ever think that a a quartet that sounds that bad could be like technically in the upper 90s in terms of like marks so that's my experience of composing is that like i know all the technical bits like i know like how you can like use a scale 
or or a chord and then you you like you know you pick notes from that chord in in a melody you might mm -hmm. skip a few notes or maybe put a passing tone or put a neighbor note or put a you know escape note or blah 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 like i will just basically put them at random because i don't know what i'm doing so it sounds check boxes yeah like i check the boxes so like i had these weird weird chromatic bits because i wanted to make chromatic passing tones for some reason oh, okay. um yeah it's uh it's not cute it's, <laughs> it's very not cute so i want to listen to it <laughs> was yeah. yours wait was yours performed no remember we had a reading set no i do remember that we had a reading session yeah wait was mine performed i hope not because it was bad <laughs> I don't, I don't remember whose was performing, but yeah, we had a Oh, some people was like, do you remember? Some people's were really beautiful. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They were amazing. Like, oh, so good. And it just made me, honestly, that experience was like, cool. I know all the technical bits of composing. I ain't ever going to compose ever again <laughs> in my life. A question for you then. Um, right. You... You said you can't hear in in your in your mind's ear, but yeah. like when you hear music, when you just listen to it for enjoyment, do you get goosebumps in reaction to certain? Okay, so you yeah. still do. You have that feeling where you like you yeah. know certain chords you like. Oh yeah, um, the, or certain chordal progressions. I call mm -hmm. them the tearjerker chordal progressions yeah. because I can be completely non-emotional and. Just a certain chord progression will make me cry. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Are you able to replicate those if you were to try composing again? No. No. Okay. No. I like. I have no idea what that chordal progression is. I don't know what the chords are, but I know for a fact just from the feeling that they it has to be the same chordal progression that just makes me cry. So if someone gave time. you a piano and you had like an hour to try and hammer out those chords. Could I don't you? think I, I don't think I could oh. even do it in an hour. I don't okay. think so. I really don't think so because like my my understanding of composing is so mathematical that like there's no I don't know how to feel out the rest of it. Okay, it's very separate then. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it you know, part of me it is kind of very okay with this like i've come to terms with it uh -huh. <laughs> and i'm like i don't have to compose yeah. in my life you know it's okay for me to like just lack that natural ability mm -hmm. you know like there's plenty of other people to fill in that gap i don't have to you yeah. know um but it has been very embarrassing just for me because i haven't really Told many other people this I mean you're just hearing this for the first time and yeah. uh like I haven't told a lot of people I can't hear things in my mind's ear um because then everyone's gonna be like what the heck are you doing as a, <laughs> as a musician right um but it could be that like the flute is just very tactile to me mm -hmm. it could be that like, it's very, very tactile. Um, the way different notes vibrate, very different from each mm -hmm. other. Um, and, like, I can feel when things are right. Mm. Like, physically feel when mm -hmm. things are right. But, you know, 
it definitely like thinking back to to all of my reviews all of my reviews of flutes are tactile based Hmm. they're all about how i feel to make this flute sound good Mm -hmm. um describing what i need to do in order to do it um nowadays i also tell people to blow on their hand and i i tell them a shape to create that's also very tactile Mm -hmm you know, with your Airstream. So I realize I'm probably actually just far more tactile than I even realized um, for a long time. Mm-hmm. It just needs yeah. to be a hands-on, like, yeah. fully immersive experience for you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Very so. interesting. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, well, you did the string quartet. How did your string quartet go? <laughs> I don't think I got a tire mark for that. <laughs> because... For me, I I think I veered in some directions. Like I know what I wanted to sound like, oh. um, and I didn't try and check off all the boxes. I don't think. Like I stuck to certain ones that I felt could or would work with what I wanted to write, and then I went with those. I don't. Which remember. is far more creative. That's far more yeah, creative. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, I really don't remember what my queen quartet string quartet. <laughs> Excuse me. String quartet <laughs> sounded like. Um, but I do remember one composing, if you can even call it that, experience that I went through. I tried to uh-huh. write a piano, not even a piece, like eight bars as a as a Mother's Day gift for my mom. Oh, how sweet. Um, at that time, I was very much into the soundtrack of Ever After. Oh, you know yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I, I really like those opening few chords and I, I was able to find them on the piano. Oh, okay. And kind of replicate the, the chordal progression of that too. And then yeah. I just added some like decorations here and there or changed um, how it progressed from one chord to the other. Right. Maintaining that, um, I guess, the modality of it. Right, right, right. Uh, it ended up sounding very much like the soundtrack. <laughs> But I don't think my mom realized. Really? Yeah. That's I mean, amazing. To though. me, it just sounded the same. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it wasn't an original tune though. But it was just in the style of Ever After, right? Perhaps. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Just so you know, that is magical to me. The fact that you can hear a certain, like, style and emulate it, you know? Like, that that to me is, I don't know how to even begin doing that. <laughs> but that's the thing. I can emulate, or for lack of better words, I can copy. Right. But there is no originality here, I think. It's <laughs> I don't so hard. I coming out of me. I can that... write words. I can write. That's fine. Yeah. You know, Creative our friend... Yes, yes. Like, weirdly, I can do creative writing as well. Mm-hmm. But, like, I can't do music. I, I don't know why. But our friend Aiden is an amazing composer. Mm-hmm. Um, he composed this this piece called Espionage in Sao Paulo. I, I believe that's what it was. Um, okay. It was for, like, two, two flutes and piano, I believe. And um, me and Paul, um, Paul Hung, ended up doing um a uh, a cover of it or well we we just performed it basically <laughs> and um 
and uh, recorded it and put it on my, I think on my second channel or something like that, just another flautist. Mm. And it's like, it's amazing. It, I've never heard anything like it. It's, it's so exciting. It really does set, like feel like, you know, like a spy movie in Sao Paulo. Yeah. Like it really feels like that. And I'm just like, how do you evoke <laughs> like how how do you go about evoking not only a f like that that excitement adventure mm -hmm. but also mix it with the culture too mm -hmm. like there are cultural elements that he clearly knows about or at least has heard it and f can feel it and can emulate it you yeah. know like i don't it's magic to me i i don't know how how you come up with that you know yeah exactly that, that wouldn't be my question too for composers like how where does all this come from yeah where where is this inspiration from and like how do you expand upon that to, yeah to make it into a piece yeah like i i wonder about that too because i'm i'm also like is it something that they just feel and they just can't explain how the feeling happens because mm -hmm. it just kind of happens like that's also fair that it could just be a thing that people just that's just how their brain processes things mm -hmm. you know like in the same way that mine can't do it yeah theirs can maybe but i mean <laughs> oh no our sign has <laughs> fallen <laughs> Hang on, technical glitch. <laughs> so for those of you who are uh, listening and not seeing what's happening, we've taped up our social media and uh, online presence platform uh, places up on the shelf behind Carrie. And our, uh, our website has now fallen. <laughs> maybe time for a revamp <laughs> it's okay, okay guys you know it's fine as long as you guys just go and visit let's play by ear.com we'll be fine <laughs> yeah <laughs> and spread the news to other viewers too yes <laughs> tell them about it so it doesn't fall down anymore yeah so wait but you were saying like you're you were wanting to know about how composers feel it right um yeah how they feel it but also like do they follow a certain formula because you know how writers they follow a certain form formula oh. kind of when they write a, in a specific right. for a specific genre right. when composers do that do they do they follow a specific like guideline that they they use um mm -hmm. do they kind of alter this alter that are there variables that they try out different time mm -hmm. different times is otherwise it's all going to end up sounding formulaic yeah it? yeah and how, how do you come up with these original pieces each and every single time that they yeah. bear no resemblance to each other yeah yeah absolutely i mean like from what i've heard just from watching youtube videos about like video game composers and mm -hmm. you know people like that like a lot of times their research is listening yeah right their research is listening to other composers listening to you know maybe like cultural ethnic um traditional music mm -hmm. um and 
emulating that sound. Um, and then sometimes they just kind of come up with it. They're like, I want this feeling and these instruments and these notes, these chords will give it to me, you know? Yeah. Um, and uh, it, there was a really interesting one, 8-Bit um, Music Theory on YouTube. Um, I believe did a, um, did a video analyzing the music of a composer who did, I cannot, be, cannot remember if it was Abzu or Journey, one of the two, but mm -hmm. the, um, the composer actually ended up watching that video and they were like, oh, huh, so I do do those things. And they didn't even realize that they were doing oh. the things that this person had analyzed. Mm -hmm. And he was like, so like I clearly a lot of it is subconscious. Mm -hmm. Right. Like it's it's really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And I've, I've also heard some comp composers say they like to score study. Oh, what's so that? They, they can really, they have the score with them uh, oh. of other pieces that they like, I guess. So they can really see how those parts are written out. Oh. And then I guess maybe they try and emulate it and then put their own spin on it as they work on their own works. So kind of like you, so they, they know the techniques inside and out. Yeah. Oh, that's so interesting. I mean, that makes sense, you know? Like, it's not unlike me binge watching YouTube videos to get a feel of how they're putting their videos together, mm -hmm. how they're, you know, how they do certain edits, how they do certain cuts, what types yeah. of, you know, sound effects they use and stuff like that and visual effects as well. Mm -hmm. um, I guess it's not unlike doing that. It's, yeah. it's pretty much exactly the same, but it's just a different medium. Yep. Mm. Different, different ways. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, well, my dear, I believe we've come to the, 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 the time where yeah. we should now pose the big question, which is, can we, Joanna and Carrie, people who, who claim that they cannot compose music, can we compose our own podcast jingle? Because we do know... That has been something missing <laughs> in our podcast. Most podcasts have a little jingle that kind of happens in the beginning. It's like five seconds long, mm -hmm. something real short. Um, so we decided to just talk about the elephant in the room. <laughs> so do you think we can compose our own five-second podcast jingle? Honestly? Uh-huh. I think we're going to struggle just a little bit, but I yeah. know we're going to give it our darndest. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I So I didn't come up with this, this, this idea, just so you guys know. Carrie actually was the one who came up with this <laughs> oh, no. idea. And um, I was terrified at first, but then I was like, no. The point of this podcast is to show us walking through our struggles mm -hmm. what better way to show us walking through our struggles <laughs> yeah and possibly overcoming yep or i mean it's only anything. five to ten seconds i think we'll be fine 
Okay, let, let's yeah, let's bear that in mind. Only five to ten ten seconds before we start, right? Okay, okay. And then at the end of composing, we'll say that was five to ten <laughs> seconds worth of music. It's like editing. Editing five to ten seconds worth of footage takes an amazingly long time. I know. <laughs> so, like. Uh, like these writing. podcasts, by the way, by the way, are so easy to edit because it's just us mm-hmm. talking and like it's like almost no editing. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, compared to my other stuff, I'm like, whoa. But I mean, like writing the the outline and researching for it, it takes a couple of weeks. Or... Uh, yeah, that is the part that Carrie does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's fun. I mean, it's good to mm-hmm. think of different ideas. Yeah, and then expand upon it, much like composing. But yes. with words, again, words I can handle. Yeah, but it's so weird that we're musicians, and yet this is like the thing that we're most terrified of. Well, we shall see. Shall we test ourselves? Okay. All right. We test and ourselves. Also, so this is the first time our instruments will be appearing on air. Yes. Here it is. Yeah. Here's my flute. Um, do you have a name for your instrument? I do not. Oh, I well. sometimes just refer to it affectionately as... My bassoonie. Bassoonie? No, Mine is happen. Rose because I'm very unoriginal and she's made of rose gold. Oh. Um, yeah, so there she is. Um, but okay, I think we should settle on a few th- frameworky things because, you know, we mentioned oh, yes. that technically. Your expertise. I kind of know, like, technically what we should do. Mm-hmm. So maybe I can be the technical side of it, and then yeah. you can be the creative side. How about that? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, um, so I'm actually going to write this down as we go. Yeah, so you I guys are actually going to, like, watch us, like, figure this out. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what we first need to do, I think, is settle on a key. Mm-hmm. So what keys do you like? Well, earlier in our discussion, um, we said we both like keys in the flat, flat mm-hmm. keys. Mm-hmm. Um, this was like right before we turned on the, the cameras and stuff yeah. and started recording. But yeah. Behind the scenes mm-hmm. um, secrets. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, as a bassoonist, I really like the key B flat. <laughs> B flat. Perfect. Yeah. B flat. Very easy on the flute as well. I mean, we could say B flat for now. Sure. See what we do there. Okay. All right, all right. So we've got a key of B flat, which means that we need to start. Uh, we need to have a chordal progression. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's going to sound completely disjunct. So what kind of chordal progression do you want to do? Do you just want to do a very simple one, four, five, one? Or, uh, oh, yeah, you're thinking that too? Yeah. Okay. Okay, so chordal progression will do very easy. One, four, five, one. Okay, so if you guys don't know what we're talking about, um, we're talking about the uh, first chord that is built on the first note of B flat major, and then the chord that is built on the fourth note of B flat major, which is uh, e, flat. e flat. And then uh, the five would the five chord would be the chord that's built on the fifth note of B flat, which is F, and then we will return to B flat. So. Mm-hmm. Basically, we're moving from B flat to E flat to F to B flat, mm-hmm. right? 
Would you like me to hammer out those notes on bells? Yes, hammer it out. Let's 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 hear it. Let me show you the the B flat or I have an A sharp here. A. Ta-da. Hold on. So, okay. A, B flat. Okay. F. Okay. G. Uh. Oh no. Sorry. Oh no. I messed that up. Hang B on. Redo. Flat. E flat. Okay. E flat mm -hmm. or D sharp. Okay. And F. B flat. Mm -hmm. Bum 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 bum. Right? <laughs> okay. Yeah. You guys notice I have to sing it because I have to. I have to feel it. Oh, okay. I, yeah, but I, for me, it just goes in my head. Yeah, it doesn't. Like I have to think of the pitch and match it with my vocal cords. <laughs> oh. So I will often slip around finding it. So like I'm not joking. You know that time that like um. Did I tell you that time that I sat on the bus on the way to school practicing my ear training? And I was like, I'm guessing there was someone next to you. Well, they moved away. So like people stopped sitting next to me. The whole bus was except for the one seat that was open next to me. Oh, no. Um, but now I know why I was sliding around. Because I, it's because I'm trying to hear it in my ear, but I can't hear it properly. And I'm trying to locate it with my, with my vocal cords. Yeah. So you've got muscle memory in here, then. Yeah, I do. I have muscle memory in here. Yeah. Let's do karaoke one day. <sighs> Gosh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. That's going to be interesting. Okay. So we got one, four, five, one. Mm -hmm. um, maybe we should think of like, if we want it to be five to 10 seconds long, I would say we do like, uh, what if we did four bars in two, four? Okay. One chord per bar. Yeah. <laughs> Does that sound okay? Sounds good. Okay. So time signature. We're doing two, four, and we're doing four bars. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's a standard phrase. Yeah, right? Standard phrase. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you see, I know all the rules, but like in terms of making Whereas, it I'm, sound I'm cute. already trying to hear something in my head. <laughs> good, good. Okay. So um, uh, what are the other frameworky things that we need? So we have the key, we have chordal progression, we have the time signature. I think we're good. I think we mm -hmm. have our framework. I think okay. we're fine. So um, I was thinking the next thing that we need to do, because this is for our podcast jingle, right? Which mm -hmm. means that, you know, you're going to be doing a little bit of bassoon. I'm going to be doing a little bit of flute. Mm -hmm. We should have very quintessential bassoon vibes going like what the bassoon is known for, like gestures and musical gestures that you know that the bassoon is good at, mm -hmm. plus musical gestures that are very often done on the flute. So can you some... describe what bassoons do? I mean, we can do kind of like staccato low notes as a good supporting bass. Okay, staccato bass notes, basically. Okay. Other things? 
that you do? Or is that too much to put into five seconds? <laughs> you want Stravinsky right of spring? <laughs> no. Um, oh, that'd I be think good. That's a that's a good one for mm-hmm. for a five second. Okay, so I'll tell you what flutes are good at. Mm-hmm. So flutes are good at bird like things. Yeah, I was thinking like so, trills. And yeah, that. trills or like little rips, like 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 that type of thing that type of gesture is very common like a little rip and then like a little um staccato resolution Mm -hmm. i would say we'll put that trill plus uh a tiny uh ascending rip plus staccato uh resolution okay okay sounds good you know actually this might not be that bad (laughs) yeah (laughs) i have an idea actually in my head you know what i'm gonna leave that part to you because beyond this i have no idea what to do (laughs) i'm gonna turn around and play try and play it hammer it out on the piano so that's what i that's what i try and do okay do it, do it, do it. Um, and if you can, like, walk us through your kind of thought please. process. So please pardon me while I shuffle <laughs> the equipment around a little bit. I'm in a bit of a tight space. perfect something like that i love it and the, my favorite part is that this is going to be recorded so we're not going to forget that oh yes that's perfect oh my god that is so cute <laughs> wow i love it oh i think we yeah, and then you're going to be doing, like, like bassoony, like, low bits yeah. to that, right? Actually, I don't know my part. Yeah, what would you do? That's so cute. I love yeah. it. Okay. And then with... Did- <laughs> I also have instruments benefits of being an early childhood education teacher. Love it. I love it. So, like, layer that underneath, right? Yeah. I love it. So, let me put here. Oh, I love it. I'm going to put here tiny percussion. (laughs) Tiny percussion instruments. (laughs) I'll put here. So, you're going to layer them underneath, right? Mm-hmm. So like layered, I guess layered between us technically. Yeah. It'd be layered. Okay, so layered between flute and bassoon. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. Did you want it also include the bells? Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. we could accent just the downbeat of each <gasps> bar with the. Oh, bells! I love. I love it. Accent downbeat. See, I would never think of that. <laughs> I, I, my brain is like, 
Whoa! That's what I I said. Like, I can hear these things or I think of these things, but I don't know what the rule is. Do I really care what the rule is? No, (laughs) because I I like it. So I'm just going to go for it. Well, we make a great team. We do. So, okay. I think we basically made our jingle. Okay. Do you want to try try it and play it on the flute just so everyone can hear? Um, can you tell me the notes? <laughs> yeah. B flat. Okay. Okay. And then, so the first part, it'd be one beat and a half on the B flat. And then okay. 16. Same same rhythm. And then D, E flat, F. Okay. F, F, B flat, F, B flat. Yeah. Back in the middle as well. B flat. Oh, okay, okay. Thank you. Yeah, see, I can't. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. I probably should be more in tune. Oh. Uh, But you know, that's okay. We'll figure that out at the end when we actually record it. (laughs) Should I try my part? Yes. Wee! And I have something called a reed. Yeah! That goes on this part called the vocal or crook if you're in the UK. Oh, I've never heard it called the crook. Yeah, people have oh. never heard it called the vocal when I went to the UK. Were they like, what are you talking about, yeah. right? And then I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and now I know both. So. I love it. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, so B flat, uh, E flat, uh, okay. That, oh my god, this is gonna be so cute. <laughs> oh my god! This is amazing! It's slower so we have a record of that. Okay, yeah, yeah. Beautiful. Oh my goodness. Mm. Okay. I think we did it. Yeah. I didn't think that we would be able to do it like pretty much in one episode. <laughs> but I mean, clearly we have to actually layer everything together. Mm-hmm. So like, um, we'll figure that out in future episodes. We will. And maybe we'll get to reveal it. Yeah. The whole thing put together. Yeah. That, that yeah that's gonna be a whole other figuring out fun yeah the the nice thing is that it's so short that it will be very easy to do like multiple takes mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and like get that going so uh i know one more thing we should decide on if we're going to record separately though yeah the tempo oh okay 
Yeah, because we can re- record it with a click track. Then oh yeah yeah it'll yeah be easier to line up. Um, the other thing that I find really easy to do is um, uh, you as the bass part. Mm. You record yours first. Yeah, and then I will record over it. Okay, and then if we like it. We keep it that way because mm-hmm. I'm going to be listening to how you're moving and I'm going to move with you. Right. And then um, if you don't like it, you can re-record over it. Okay. So that in that way, you'll end up kind of like kind of you know, vibing off of me mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. So I've done this with, um, with a few people online. Um, who okay. have asked me to do, you know, uh, collaborations with them. Yeah. So um, usually that's the case. Usually they send me sort of a pre-recording first, like mm-hmm. a really quick draft pre-recording mm-hmm. so that I have something to vibe against, right. like something live that's not a click track. <clears throat> and then they re-record their part on top of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it sounds like we're both vibing live. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Okay, I think I have an idea of how I I can do that then. Wonderful. Well, I think that's a good place to stop. So on on this high note. (laughs) Like literally on this very high note. So um, we are, we hope you guys enjoyed, well, one, learning about our, how our creative brains work and don't work. (laughs) And also uh, just, witnessing us actually working something out live Mm -hmm. so um to be honest i was so terrified of this moment but it turned out like a thousand times better than i thought it would and honestly this is so cute um wow so is is where it's at (laughs) exactly so all right guys we would love for you guys to engage with us chat with us um composers out there if y'all have any tips, um, send them our way, okay? Yeah. So um, you can find us on our website, letsplayitbyear.com. Right here. The one that fell off yeah. in the middle of the, of the episode. Um, and uh, for those of you guys who are watching us here on YouTube, um, well, here on YouTube would be uh, Let's Play By Ear podcast. Um, you can also find us at anchor.fm uh, forward slash Let's Play By Ear podcast, I think, right? Mm-hmm. Is I think, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, and um, from there, it's actually distributed to several other platforms. So you can listen wherever you normally listen to your podcasts. Um, as for our social media, you can find us on facebook.com forward slash Let's Play By Ear podcast. You can also find us on Instagram at Let's Play By Ear podcast. And you can follow us on Twitter at technically at let underscore ear. But our full name on there is Let's Play By Ear podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, if you if you guys want to just email us directly, share your stories, share your composing tips, you can email us at letsplayitbyear.podcast at gmail.com. Perfecto. I think I covered all our bases. Yes? Yes, you did. Beauty. Okay. Well, we are done for this particular episode. We hope you'll join us again for our second episode, which... Um, just, you know, just to tease it a little bit, we're, we're going to be covering some myths. 
Meals, meals. All right. So hope you guys enjoy us next time. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And we will see you next time. Bye-bye. See you.